Hello, welcome to Exposure Therapy, the show where I do things that give me anxiety and document them as honestly as possible. Last week was all about being fit baddies at Orange Theory, which I have been to now four times. Thank you very much. But this week, it's all about being thoughtful and strategic baddies. It's called balance. I recommend you look it up. It's something that Nancy reminded me often that I severely lack. Our journey today starts on Twitter, (laughs) where really you can just find the best of humanity. It used to be my favorite social media platform about a year ago. There's no one, I don't follow anyone that I know on there. There's no unrealistic hotties, just random funny comments about the world, and an interesting place to read a lot of different perspectives. However, because I'm me, I decided to get on Tech Bro Entrepreneur Twitter by following a bunch of people that were into those things. That was a big mistake. At first, it seemed intriguing because, you know, they had fun tips, productivity hacks, whatever, but it kind of snowballed and it was basically a bunch of annoying men, sorry, and women, about 10% women. They were also annoying. Don't worry, we're not sexist. And they basically felt like they had everything figured out or at least projected that and they were all trying to be like, Twitter influencers or whatnot. And they tried selling you that they knew the keys to happiness. They knew every productivity hack, how to be efficient for every single second of the day. And they love to brag about their abs and their monthly recurring revenue. On top of all their brags, every tweet also contained the bicep flexing emoji and the fire emoji. Both of those will never not elicit an eye roll from yours truly. And maybe one day when I have a healthy self-esteem, I'll be able to casually scroll on the internet and read not-so-humble brags. But until then, I have deleted Twitter from my phone. So why am I talking about Twitter and bringing all this up? Well, Between the fire emojis and the unpopular opinions that everyone seemed to agree on, there were some great nuggets about designing and working towards the life that you want and tracking progress to make sure you are actually moving the needle in the right direction. (laughs) That's actually another thing that they love to say. Hey, bro, did you move the needle today? Flex emoji. Yeah, yeah. Fire I mean, seriously, every other tweet all about the needle and moving it. And so today is all about goals and creating a vision for where I'm headed or at least what I'm working towards because they actually did tweet a lot of semi-helpful things in this area and I am saving you the heartache of having to be a part of tech entrepreneur Twitter, you can just listen to this fantastic podcast and get the good stuff and ignore all the annoying stuff. So 
Why goals and why are they important? Well, entrepreneur Twitter framework number one is called the one degree of difference. Imagine you're on a plane flying from LA to Rome. If the plane is one degree off of its path, you might land in Africa. Really, it's just saying that one small difference in direction has a huge impact on where you land. And the same idea goes for your personal goals and habits. Just working a little bit every day on something that you want can really make such a huge difference in your trajectory or where you end up. So does making goals give me anxiety? Well, yes, at least big ones. I mean, don't they cause, I mean, don't other people feel this way? I can make a goal for one to two weeks from now, no problem. I do that all the time. Oh, I got to make this podcast episode by Sunday or, oh, let me book this trip or survive. Those are the kinds of goals I'm doing on a regular basis. But if you ask me to make a goal for a year, five years, honestly, more than a couple months, I get very overwhelmed because It's so hard for me to even know what I'm doing tomorrow and I'm supposed to figure out what I'm doing five years from now. The possibilities are so endless that I have a hard time narrowing down the goals and I usually end up making like 57 goals and think I'm going to turn my whole life around and and it kind of derails from there because (laughs) that's really hard to do. And on top of that, the idea of telling others my goals is a huge nightmare because a voice in my head is like, you're probably going to fail. And when you don't accomplish this goal, you're going to feel a lot of shame. Love that word. It also doesn't help that I live with a superhuman named Caitlin that sets goals and actually sticks to them. (laughs) Like six years ago, She made a New Year's resolution to be vegetarian. Guess who's still vegetarian six years later? And making long-term goals is so easy to postpone. Like, ah, the new series Love is Blind came out and I have a lot of work stuff going on, so I'll figure my life out next week. Which brings me to Twitter tech bro framework number two. I may have saw this one before Twitter, but what you get the point. It's called the rocks, pebbles, and sand in jar lesson. <laughs> Basically, you have a jar, and if you fill the jar with sand first, there's no room for pebbles and rocks. The sand takes up all the space and goes to the very top of the jar. However, if you start by putting the bigger rocks in the jar, then pour some smaller pebbles. Those will go into the cracks that were left by the rocks. And then lastly, you can put sand in the remaining space of the jar into the little crevices. And you can actually fit all three types of items into the jar. And in life, the jar is our time. If we fill all of our time with sand-like items, such as Netflix or social media or emails, 
there's no space for higher priority items like family, friends, or health. And I guess the problem that I run into with my postponing, making these goals or whatnot, is that no decision about your future is making a decision. You're deciding not to do anything or make a plan, basically. You're going to let the sand fill up the jar or maybe not sand, but you're going to let whatever is filling up your jar currently just continue to fill up your jar, which is no issue if you're perfectly happy with where you are. That doesn't happen to be my case, hence this whole podcast. But, you know, I guess I could see if someone was like, oh, I'm pretty good. Let's keep it going. Maybe you don't need to, to make all these goals. But if you're trying to work towards a bigger something or achieve maybe something you've been dreaming about, not making a goal is going to make it even harder to achieve. And you're, you end up letting the rest of the world decide your fate rather than yourself. So here I am. <laughs> I'm going to define my rocks or my larger goals. I'm going to tell all of you my goals. I'm actually going to track the progress on my website so all of you can hold me accountable. And yes, that feels very scary. (laughs) But before I make my goals, I want to take a step back and think about the things that I value in life, the things that I feel bring me a lot of joy and are or words or values that I want to ensure are embodied in the things that I do. And if they're not currently in embodied in the things that I do, then I really need to add them to my goals to make sure that those values are reflected in the life that I lead. There's this awesome exercise where you look at a list of 50 values And you keep narrowing down the list of values until you are left with five. And those are the values that are most important to you. Shout out to Kate Lohr for introducing me to this activity. I've done it, I think, three or four times now. And so I did it again today. And these are the five values that I was left with. Authenticity, community, creativity, learning, and independence. And actually, the first four I said, I have gotten every single time I've done this exercise. I always get authenticity and learning, etc. But independence, that fifth value has actually changed several times. So about two years ago, that fifth value was fun. And then it turned to excellence the last time I did it. And now it's independence, which I think really signifies that who we are or what we want can change over time. And that's okay. Right now, independence is really important to me. I've never really considered myself an independent person, 
but I want to know that I'm capable of doing things on my own. I'm capable of starting a business or starting this podcast project or thinking freely and not necessarily thinking how the rest of the world thinks or acting how I feel like society should thinks I should. I just want to be independent. And with these values, it's important to do a value checkup. So right now with learning, I feel very solid in this one. I do feel like I learn on a regular basis. I'm getting my MBA currently. I am constantly learning how to do things for my work. I recently learned how to start a podcast. So I don't think I necessarily need to create any goals that are specific to learning or focus on that area. That's something that I'm, I already do pretty regularly and naturally. Authenticity and creativity. I think these values have greatly improved the last month or two with my podcast. This has been such a wonderful experience to have a creative outlet and to make something. And every week I get to, you know, make something new, which is really fun. And I do feel like this podcast is very authentic to who I am, which authenticity is something that I wish there was more of in the world. I think, I don't know, like with at work, we have our work selves and that's not necessarily authentic to our true selves. And then there's like our online self and who we project on Facebook or Instagram. And it's like, I just want authenticity. (laughs) I want to know who you actually are. And so I think those two values, authenticity and creativity are improving, but I would like my podcast to be a part of my goals to con- to ensure that they continue to improve and that I continue to, to keep focusing on them. And then community and independence. These I would probably give myself kind of a lower score at the moment. I mean, I've obviously been trying to work on these things with some of my podcast episodes, but, you know, we've talked about community a lot. And with independence, I think that sometimes my weight makes me dependent on other people for things. Or I get very scared to do things out of the ordinary. I'm, You know, there's just like a fear of really making my own path, I guess. And so I definitely want community and independence to be reflected in the goals that I create. Okay, now that we've got values out of the way, let's focus on the worst part. I mean, the best part, goals. (laughs) I mean, is it just me or did school make coming up with goals so lame? It was so forced and it was always on their timelines and they were like, okay, you have to make a SMART goal, specific and measurable and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know, I feel like they could have painted these lessons as much more motivational, like, hey, you can achieve anything. It might just be helpful to have a slight plan (laughs) or to know when you're achieving these things. Like, I don't know, it just, ugh, it was painful. 
how we learned about SMART goals. And it's also annoying because it's true. Like when you're feeling kind of bled and people are like, make sure you have a good diet and exercise. And it's like, okay, yeah, I know that that's the key. I just didn't want to admit it. God. (laughs) So that's how I feel about SMART goals. Like I mentioned, I am currently getting my MBA. And just like any good school, they are making us come up with goals and work towards them while we're getting our MBA. So all of the goals that I'm going to be discussing or coming up with are going to be due around April or May of next year when the project is due. Two birds with one stone. (laughs) So... My Twitter bros love goals and they love frameworks. And so here are two ideas that they often talked about when discussing goals. One idea is that when you are setting a goal, you need to think about what's the worst thing that could happen. For instance, say you make a goal of that you want to build a billion dollar company and then you achieve that goal but you no longer get to talk to your, you no longer see your family or talk to them and you have no friends. (laughs) You want to avoid that from happening. And so it's important to make goals often in sets and they should be balanced. You're, you know, again, something I struggle with, but if you have goals to make a billion dollar company, maybe you should also have a goal to spend X amount of time a week with your family so you can ensure you're accomplishing both. And so I've decided to make goals in three areas, health, wealth, and relationships. Unfortunately, I couldn't find a third rhyming word. But with these three areas, if I'm doing really great say, in the wealth area, but I'm failing at the others, I'm not seeing my family or building a community, or I'm eating really badly, then I know that I'm not really on the right path and I need to make some adjustments. Another idea that is mentioned is that you shouldn't achieve all of your goals. Like, you know, every six months or a year, you should make new goals and only achieve about 50% of them. And I guess the thought behind this one is that if you are achieving all of your goals before like the due date or whatnot, then your goals aren't big enough. And this one I feel a little bit more iffy on because I feel like that would make me feel like I'm failing. (laughs) Uh, But, you know... I guess if by April I made a lot of progress towards a goal and I just didn't achieve it, like at least I moved that needle, baby. And I guess that's a win because I'm farther than I was before and the needle was moved, which apparently is very important. I guess it all kind of goes to that progress over perfection mantra, which basically is the hardest thing for me to wrap my head around. I really like perfection. (laughs) So 
without further ado, here are my goals for the next nine months. First, in the health category, the main goal is to lose 65 pounds. And the mini goal for the health category is to complete a 5K without walking. Now, I talked a little bit about this before, but I really want to lower my weight a bit. I'm not trying to get skinny. I'm just trying to make it more manageable for me to do the things that I really love to do, like ride roller coasters or snowboard or run around with my nieces at crazy speeds. And I think if I can just get my weight down a bit, I'll be able to do those things a lot better. And the 5K kind of goes with that independence theory. I just don't believe in my body very much and I don't feel very strong. And so knowing that like I could run over three miles by myself without stopping, I just I think would really make me feel good and independent. Now on to the wealth category. This one might be a little bit of a reach, but I would love to average 250 listens per episode of exposure therapy. Like I said, this podcast just is like my favorite part of the week. And it's been so fun to hear from friends and even like friends of friends or or people I don't know very well, like more acquaintances, tell me how much they're enjoying the podcast. And so I would love for some strangers to listen to the podcast. P.S. If you are a stranger that listens to this podcast, please let me know. That would be awesome to hear. And so basically, my goal is to get to 250 average listens. Right now, I'm at about 50. So that's a pretty big goal. I'm going to try to get there. I think it sounds like a fun challenge. Also in the wealth category with my my business, I would like to hire someone to work with me. I think, like I've mentioned before, that would really help with some of the loneliness and I'd get to build more of a community and have some collaboration. And I'm interested in helping some more small businesses. I think that would be a really fun area to help because small businesses are like so essential to our economy and our livelihood. And I know that a lot of small business owners might not have all of the technical knowledge. So just helping out some of those I think would be fun and would feel very fulfilling. That's the theory. And last is in the relationship section. I simply want to attend 12, quote, networky events. So basically 12 events with strangers, you know, pass out some business cards, meet some cool people, make some friends. That is the relationships goal. And even if I don't accomplish them, I'm trying to remind myself that that means I'm dreaming big and getting closer. And 
some of these things might not happen because things change. I mean, honestly, like maybe I pivot my business and I focus on selling snow cones instead, or maybe I break my foot and I can't run at all. Like then there's probably no way I'm going to run a 5k. Things will happen, but for now, these are the items I'd like to accomplish and I want to stay motivated towards. And so the last piece is motivation. How am I going to get myself to think about these goals, to work towards them on a regular basis and not check the calendar on March 31st and be like, oh my God, I have to get 200 more listens per episode in the next day. And that's where vision boards come in. Now, I did not get vision boards from the Twitter tech bros. I don't think they dare be caught with a vision board. But I've always kind of wanted to make a vision board. And I want something to remind me of my whys. Something to remind me of why I want to lose weight. Or why do I want to go to networking events and meet strangers and build a community Why am I trying to grow this podcast? Those things need to be front and center every day because they're hard. It's going to be hard. And sometimes I'm not going to feel like doing anything or getting closer to those goals, but I, I need to be reminded. And so I spent approximately 20 minutes on Canva making a poster of pictures that remind me of my whys. It literally says, remember the why in the middle of the poster. It has pictures of snowboarders and roller coasters. It has the cast of Community. I've never actually seen the show, but, you know, I want Community and I thought that was a good picture. It has some travel pictures. It has kids because I want to be really nice and healthy for kids and, you know, lead a life where I can be independent and determine how I spend my time so I can travel when I want, spend time raising my family when I want, and I'm not as dependent on other people deciding my time for me. And I'm going to place this poster in my office and also in my bedroom. And I realize that this is very cheesy, but you can sue me if you don't agree. My poster is also a great reminder of why Maddie Dunnigan designed my logo and not me. It's not the prettiest, but it doesn't need to be pretty. It just needs to remind me of why I'm doing this in the first place. So you can see my values and my goals on ExposureTherapyPod.com. And you can track along my progress with the weight loss or the networking events. And I really, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Let me know if there's anyone out there that could help me somehow reach these goals. If you know of a really cool event I should go to or a small business that could use some technology automation help. That would be awesome. I hope you all have a wonderful week and go out there and get exposed. Bye-bye.